0: Amen. You praise and worship Jesus with us. It's all going to be all right. Amen. Everybody that's tuning in virtually, thank you for tuning on today. We're expecting God to do some great things. Had a great Sunday school uh, this morning out here. Great Sunday school in the back all of our teachers. Could we give them a great big hand clap today? (laughs) Amen. Just going to see little Bryson here, and we've been praying for him all week. Had surgery, and he came out like a champ. Amen, so glad for him and his family. I know mom and dad's probably been a little nervous this week, but amen, God saw them through. So continue to pray for him, amen, God continue to heal his body. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. If you have a prayer request, we'll take those by the uplifting of hands, amen. How many knows God has the answer today you need? Anybody believe today that God can heal? God can still deliver? God can still make a way where there seems to be no way? Anybody still believe that way? Amen. We're going to believe that as we go into prayer. So if you have a prayer request, go before the Lord boldly asking, the Lord, to address it today, and I believe he will. Let's pray together. Church, Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything you've done, Lord, everything you're going to do. God, thank you, Lord, for your love, for your mercy. God, thank you, Lord, for your grace, Lord Jesus. You are good, God, and you are great, Lord, and greatly to be praised in this house. God, I thank you, Lord God, for all of your many blessings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love, for your mercy. God, thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's here today. God, and I thank you, Lord, for the Spirit, for the anointing. God, we already feel in this place today, Jesus. God, we know, Lord, that all things are possible. God, when you're in the mix, Lord Jesus. God, we're gathered together today, Lord, with one mind and one accord, ready to worship you, ready to praise you, Lord God. we come with expectation in our hearts, Lord Jesus. God, believing, Lord Jesus, that miracles can take place. Healings can take place, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, you move throughout every aisleway, in every pew today, Jesus. Let your anointing flow, Lord God. Touch those that need touch, God. Bless those that need bless, Lord Jesus. God, deliver those that need to be delivered today, God. Lord, we feel your presence, Lord God, already strong in this house. God, if we have any sin in our hearts, I pray, Lord, you forgive us, God. Lord, if we said anything, heard anything, thought anything, touched anything, God, we done anything, Lord, was it wasn't of you, God. Remove it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, that's your glory and your power, Lord. Fill this house today, Jesus. Lord, we're going to give you all the praise and glory and honor, Lord God, that you deserve. Lord, we thank you today. Come on, lift up your voice today and love on them. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, the presence of God is in this house. Anything is possible in this moment right now. If you need a healing, ask him for it. If you need a blessing, ask him for it right now. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we praise you, Lord, today. We honor you, Lord, in this house. Lord, we love you. Lord, anoint our musicians and our singers today. Lord, as they usher us into a time of praise and worship, God, anoint your man of God as he ministers, God. Give us ears to hear, Lord, and a heart to receive, God. Let us be receptive, God, to the moving of the Holy Ghost. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, amen. Right now, can we lift our hands to heaven? Come on, I feel the presence of God in this place so strong right now. Lord, I just want you to begin to open up your mouth and just begin to ask him, whatever's on your heart right now. God there's something heavy on you right now. I want you to hand it over to him. on, he loves you so much, and he's come to meet us here today. Lord, whatever the need is, no matter how small, no matter how great it is, I want you to hand it over to him right now. Lord, I don't want to carry this any longer, Jesus. I don't want to hold on to this weight any longer, God. Lord, but I come trusting you today, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I believe today's the day for miracles. I believe today's the day for resurrection power and anointing. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Amen, amen. If you need something for Jesus, you're at the right place at the right time. All you got to do is ask for it. He says, if you ask, you shall receive. Seek and you're going to find. Knock and the Bible says the door will be open to you. Amen. If we'll do our part, Jesus is going to meet us today. Amen, amen. You can be seated just for a moment. Amen. Excited for what the Lord is doing. The ushers begin to make their way up couple of announcements, prayer, amen. As you can tell, prayer is working, amen. Prayer is how we fight our battles. Prayer is how we take care of things, amen. And God is blessing, and I'm thankful for that. Tuesday during our prayer time at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. is our day prayer session, Thursday is our evening prayer session from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Please make it out both days or one day, whichever works with your work schedule. Come on out today. Wednesday night worship and word. This coming Wednesday, our Kids Quest is in session and going full force, and we're thankful for that. Again, children, will start out in the sanctuary and be dismissed after song service. Amen. How many has been blessed by Jesus? Amen. How many knows that Jesus is taking care of us? I feel like sometimes when you're taking care of service, you're stuck between a rock and a hard spot when you go to our offering. People all the time say that, man, churches just want your money. Churches just want your money. Amen. It's not about that. I promise. I know from my personal family from being raised in the church that when you give to God, God blesses you. Amen. When you allow yourselves to open up begin to hand some things over to God, God begins to open some doors for you. If our hand stays open and giving, God continues to allow that to flow. And I feel that today. And as we begin to look at our pledge drive and we begin to look at our offerings, amen, as you begin to give to God, God allows, amen, Himself to give back to you. And I guarantee this, you'll never outgive God. I promise you. If you need something today financially, I believe God can bless you. Amen. I'm not just saying that for uh, just out of happenstance or anything like that. God will bless you if you give. And God's been dealing with you about giving, give, and see what changes take place. Amen. Take that offering in your hand. We're going to ask the Lord to touch and bless this offering. And I want us to take it real serious. This is a real serious time in service. Lord, we love you and we praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for our jobs. Thank you, Lord God, for what you've given us. God, thank you, Lord God, for your provision, Lord Jesus. You've been so good to us. God, I pray, Lord, you touch both the gift and the giver today. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and march up your offering. Pastor ties over here. we will take card swipe if you need it. We have pledge forms up here. This is a way to worship. Amen. We're getting ready to invite our praise and worship team to come out, and we're going to continue to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen.
1: we are faithful and if we are faithful we do not have to walk into the new season uh, afraid of anything because he can go before us he's already been there he knows the beginning from the end and i trust him today that he's going to see us through the new season and the new changes that are coming we are going to be better for this we are going to be better because of 2020. there's going to be a greater revival that we can reach people as of 2020 and so I'm going to use 2021 to reach out and to know that my God is faithful and in every season hallelujah would you worship with us this morning I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God the still inside the sword the promise of the sure. I trust the power of your word. Enough to
2: Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Lift it up to the Lord today. Is he really awesome to you? Come on. Is he really awesome? can He do anything today. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's awesome. That's why he's a holy God. There's none like him, none like the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Would you just continue praising for just a little while today? Hallelujah, Jesus. There's some breakthroughs taking place. There's prayers being answered. There certainly are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you love the Lord today, would you just tell him in a whisper, you want to shout it out, whatever you feel. Just let the Lord know, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You are my provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. Lord, you are. God, you're my peace. You're my strength. You're my deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, church, pray. Come on, pray. Lord, have your way. Lord, pour out pour out your anointing. Fill this place up, Lord, with your presence. Come on, we can't get enough of the Lord. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Come on, you find yourself in despair today. Come on, get in the presence of the Lord while he's here. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Come on. The reason why there's so many weak Christians today, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on, the devil's stolen in our mind, amen. Put thoughts in our minds, amen, to make us doubt and wonder what God's doing. Come on, you've got to know, amen, the joy of the Lord. I've got the Lord in my life. There's joy. Doesn't mean we don't see what's going on. Absolutely. Joy, the Lord, is your strength. Come on, you need some strength. Pray through to the Holy Ghost. Get in his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I I, I just want to say this as we're beginning to transition. I want to say this. Uh, We've been in prayer. We're still having prayer noon Tuesday and Thursday night, 6 to 7. Some of you need to get out and pray. You hear what I'm saying? Get out and pray. Same old, same old. I could point to some of you. You're doing the same thing you've always done as long as I've known you. And that's a shame. We should be rallying together, especially when we see things happening uh, that's happening all around us in this world. There's things taking place, folks, and we need to pray like never before. That's why I'm also going to call this next week. I'm not going to take a specific day, but this next week I want you to personally take some time to fast. Come on, deny this flesh. Bring it under subjection. That's what we do when we fast. We bring it under subjection. And if you're on medication and you need to take something, amen, with some food. Take you, eat a piece of toast or something to help you. Amen. But give yourself some distance. Put some hours in between it. Amen. Anoint your head and talk to God and say, Lord, I'm fasting. I'm asking for strength. I want the body of Christ to rise up out of the ashes in my community. I want my family, Lord God, to rise up. I I want us to be strong in this time that we're living. I want the church to be a beacon. Amen. If there's something specific you want to fast about, fast about it. Amen. But some things it takes more fasting. And we've been praying for a while now. So I'm not going to say whatever day works for you, whatever time works for you. But uh, go as many hours as you can and uh, drink some water. You know, drink some water. There's nothing wrong with drinking water. But anoint your head and ask the Lord specifically for some things. Uh, While we're returning to our seats, I just want to do something today. Amen. I, I want Sister Cindy... We hear from the ministry all the time, and I think Sister India's had a chance to maybe testify a little bit, but we haven't heard from Sister Cindy. Amen. I want her to just just say a little something for the Lord today. Uh, she's a homeschool mama. Amen. So what Brother Chad was talking about today, amen, he backs it up because, mean they teach their children at home. Would you testify? Amen, can we say praise the Lord for that today, <laughs> hallelujah, amen, amen, love the Lord, uh, I do want to say, pray for brother Derek, uh, his outlaws here today, his in-laws here with us today, amen, sister India's mother's with us, How everybody's glad to have her here with us today, amen, thank you so much, amen, we love this family, we love all of you, Good to see my good buddy here. I feel so much stronger. I feel so protected today. Uh, and is that Shane? Yeah, good. Amen. Good to have him here. Give the Lord a good hand for them today. Amen. Both these men's been over there and seen some things. Amen. So they know exactly. They know exactly. And I appreciate, appreciate you today. Grab your Bible. We're going to get into the word of the Lord. Um, I was reading this last week. Something that inspired me and and I just couldn't shake this, so uh, the Lord just let me know that it's something to minister today. Uh, Isaiah chapter 42, if you'd go there. Thankful today to have Bryce with us. Bryce, didn't he, Amen. Uh, he's just a great fella. Got a call last night. He wanted to be in church today, amen, after being in surgery this week. Isn't that awesome? It, I mean, that is awesome. That's uh, inspiring. And uh, the Lord's been speaking to him. It, the Lord has been speaking to him I believe I believe the Lord speaks to children yeah. out of the mouth of babes and that the word out of the mouth of babes amen it'd be established so I appreciate him and amen I just been praying for him and I feel like the Lord's kind of even given me some things about this young man and amen if the Lord tarries and amen time goes on God's going to be doing some great things in his life I, I believe that with all my heart Isaiah chapter 42 we're going to read verses 8 through 10 something familiar. Uh, that you heard, and uh, uh, I just feel like today that uh, the Lord wants to kind of speak to our hearts. I'm glad the service has kind of went the way it has because I, f- I feel like, uh, Amen. That we really need need to take heed to the Word of the Lord today. Isaiah 42, verse 8: I am the Lord; that is my name. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. And my glory will I not give to another; neither my praise to graven images, behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Verse number 10, sing unto the Lord a new song, and his his praise from the end of the earth that ye Ye that go down to the sea and all there there is therein, the isles and the inhabitants thereof. Let me stop right there and just focus on verse 9 and where it says, And new things do I declare. Amen. That's what the message is today. New things. Lay your hand on your heart. New things. Do I. Come on, make it personal. Do I declare. I declare that today. God bless you. Thank you You could be seated. Let me uh, get this behind me because uh, there's been already references to the last year, 2020. Um, I told the Lord uh, I'm sick of talking about it and uh, sick of dealing with it, and hopefully this is the last time I'm going to address it uh, in your hearing other than just bits and pieces, but uh, we have long now uh, put 2020 behind us. It's done. Come on, somebody shout. It's done. I know the devil may still be causing some people to try to deal with it, but it's done. It's done and it's past. And with that, you know, the reality comes there's a new year. We've advanced into a new year, and it's a new time. And so thinking about that, and I know, you know, New Year, there's always New Year resolutions and, you know, all kinds of things that we come up with. But I think we need to ask ourselves some questions as we begin to move forward. And because there's questions that I believe that's worthy of consideration. What have I done with another year of my life? We can blame everything on Trump, I mean, on the pandemic, Come on, we can blame everything on something else. You hear me? But we've got to realize where we are and where we are in Jesus, whether we're in a pandemic, whether we're alone at home, whether we're on our jobs. Come on, we've got to have our relationship with with our God right and in good standing. So we need to ask ourselves some questions. What have I done with another year of my life? What strides and what decline have I made? Have we bettered ourselves or have we gotten worse? You have to ask yourself that question. You have to assess yourself. And this is what I feel like the Lord wants us to do as a body of believers. If we, Obviously, you're here today because you believe. Well, you believe in something. Some may just believe in themselves. But the big question <laughs> we all should be asking ourselves, and I, and I say this, am I more spiritual today than I was? Because that's what God's concerned about. He knows about all this nonsense. He knows about food shortages. He knows about water shortages. He knows about all the weather conditions. He knows about those things. He's still in control. But in in those things, where are we? are, Are you, am I a more spiritual person than I was a year ago? Has my prayer life, has my worship, let me say some things today, my faithfulness, my witness Come on, my giving, my love for God, my love for the church, my love for brothers and sisters, has it been strengthened or has it weakened in this last year and in all that we've gone through? We have to assess ourselves sometimes and say, where am I at? Or also we can ask ourselves, have I become more critical? Easily offended? Bitter? Or how about this? Discouraged, <laughs> man. I don't know. I don't care whether you're a Christian or not. We all fight that discouragement stuff. I mean, you know, uh, we're bound in our homes. Sometimes that's discouraging enough. Looking at that uh, wallpaper that's been there for thirty years, you start focusing on things, and say, wow. But I do believe this. I believe there's some, and I want the devil to hear this, that's become more kinder, sweeter. While I'm on that topic, Brother Thomas has taken reservations and appointments, and I'll just leave it at that. Some has become more sweeter more unselfish. For some, our faith has increased. For some, we've become full of hope. Come on, it's not all bad. For some, things have gotten better. For some families, we've got closer. For some, it's been great. We've been, had more time to pray and fast and read our Bible and spend some time at home because we've had such busy lives. I can't answer for you today, I can't say where you stand, search your own heart, but what I can tell you is what I feel in the Holy Ghost, whatever 2020 has brought into our lives or has taken from our life, simply whatever has been added or subtracted, blessed or cursed, it's over. Come on, put your foot down as a saint of God, as a believer, and say, it's over. Whatever it's been for me, however I assess myself, it's in the rearview mirror. It's in the past. It's over, and now I've got to look forward. Amen. It's past behind us, and now we have an author and a finisher of our faith that is now moving Come on, God's still in control. He's still the author and the finisher. He's still writing these chapters in our lives. Hallelujah. Come on, he's turned the page. And now you can tell the devil as you're standing here, I made it through. Regardless of where I assess myself, I have made it through. It's behind me. I can see my enemy behind me and i can look forward and realize i've made it through did you hear me satan i've made it through hallelujah come on praise him right now come on let the devil know let the devil know where your heart is i recognize it hallelujah it's not my final chapter Come on, these things have not written the chapters of my life. Hallelujah. Come on, that's all right. Praise him for a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, the spirit of the Lord is here. I love it. I love it. I've been praying all service. Lord, pour out your anointing. Pour it on people. Bless them, God. Raise them up. Those that are still laying in the ashes, raise them up. Ah, hallelujah. I don't care what it's been. I don't care what's behind. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Why? Because I'm his namesake and all that the glory of God is on this earth is what the church is and what the people of God is. We've got a big place. We've got a big place in this environment. Hallelujah. Thank you. Be seated, please. It's over. It's past. 2 Kings, if you turn there, chapter 13, and hold that spot. I want to read a little bit here, just a minute, but I want to go to verse 20. It's at the end of this, beginning of the end of this chapter 13. And I want you to see something here because it says something. And Elisha died. It's kind of a sad of things that were just, just horrible and just terrible. And I think we can kind of relate to it. Elisha, the man of God, died. And they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming end of the year. It was a new year for the people. But in the coming in of that new year, if you, if you go back and read, you'll see that there's, there was a lot of horrible things, a lot of terrible things that had transpired. Notice the last part here, the coming in of the year. It was a, a new time, but they were being invaded. Now, I want you to follow this because I'm going to bring all this real quick to a, to a nutshell. I want to bring every bit of this chapter 13 together just very quickly because of time's sake. But I want you to see this. Follow this. This new year was a sad closing of chapter thirteen, the ending, where the, there was a number of terrible and troubling things that had happened. Now, because of the year, the years of evil and 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 and, and things that were taking place uh, against Jehovah, against God, evil acts was taking place for quite a while. Now, under the leadership and under the kingship, the Lord allowed a pagan king to put them into captivity. Understand, they were in captivity. I know we felt last year, man, we were taken captive. and You know, a lot of people got all fearful because of the government taking over. Let me tell you something. Nothing can be done that God don't allow. Keep that in the forefront of your mind. No matter where we're living, of course we don't like things, but no matter where we're living, don't let the devil wear your mind out and make you feel like it's all over. Amen. You can't survive because that's a lie from hell. Amen. These people went through hell they went through tragedy they had all kinds of evil things put upon them while they were in captivity the king finally repented but the people would not and when he died guess what happened a new king Joash began to rule and for another almost 16 years he'd done even more evil more sinful things took place Now, think about that. Just when you think things might get better, guess what happens? They just sometimes tend to get worse. Oh, come on, who can relate to that? Just when you think you make a few strides forward, amen, seems like something's always knocking you back. That's why we as a body of believers uh, have got to understand uh, this church uh, has made it to the threshold many times, uh, but we've gotta get past the threshold because every time we've got there, sickness, uh, something has happened, amen, to push back uh, and we've gotta rise up and realize, uh, amen, there's coming a time that God says enough is enough. It's done. He hears his people. It may seem like forever, and I'm sure it did to them. Sin got greater against God. To make things worse, go to verse 14 of chapter 13. To make things worse, look what happened. The man of God, the prophet of God, the only voice. God seemed to have at the time got sick. <laughs> got sick. Elisha, verse fourteen, was fallen sick of his sickness wherever he he died. It's what caused him to end up dying. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Look here. Let me read on. Verse 15. And Elisha said unto him, Take bows and arrows. Amen. He called the man of God. He knew that his life was ending. And so he calls for this king and he wants to give a word from the Lord. He wants to prophesy. He wants the word of God to be heard. And so what does he do? He says, I want you to come and visit me and I want you to bring some bow, a bow and some arrows because he had something to say and Elisha said unto him take now bow and arrows and he took them bow and arrows and he said unto the king of Israel put thy hand upon the bow put his hand upon a bow and Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands like we pray for people When we anoint people, we pray. We put our hands on them. And he put his hands upon the king's hand. And he said, open the window eastward. And he opened it. And then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord. Get this. Come on! Sometimes we think, man, the way the Lord speaks and the way the Lord does things. Listen, He uses this here to show what God's going to do. He said, and, and He said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians, Amen. And the apex, Amen. Till thou has consumed them, verse eighteen. And He said, take the arrows, and He took them, and He said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground, and He smote three times and stayed. And the man of God was angry, was wroth and said to him, you should have smitten five or six times. Then hast thou smitten Syria till you have consumed Amen. it. In other words, now, because of your lack of passion, because of your lack of motivation, because of your lack of concern, Amen. what you should have done is let that anger come out and beat the ground so to speak. Oh, come on. It's time that we get that attitude and get that passion in our life. Amen. That the devil is not going to have his way. The devil's not going to take my family. Come on, I know we're under attack. I know we've been, come on, confined. In other words, the level of passion. Listen to this preacher. Your level of passion, hear me, listen, serving the Lord. Your level of passion does have something to do with, amen, our victories. Young person, your level of passion and commitment has a lot to do with how you're going to be victorious in your life. How you're gonna be blessed. Come on. So many people think they got him, them and God's got things worked out. That's just a lie. That's the devil. You don't have things worked out. Come on. Faith comes by hearing. I keep saying it. The Lord keeps wanting somebody to hear it. It comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Comes by this. It's the purpose of God. How can they hear except there be a preacher? That's the principle of God. How can he preach except to be sent? Amen. That's the passion. Amen. The preacher should have. Not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power of the spirits. What Paul said, he said, I don't come to you just preaching a nice story. He said, but I come in demonstration and power. In other words, there's an anointing behind it. Amen. When God's behind it, something's going to happen. Let me tell the devil again, when God said it, something's going to happen. When you put passion in your life and you put... Victories will happen. Oh, come on. Come on, don't just don't just patty cake around, amen, tap on the furniture. Come on, don't just, you know, walk around and say, I prayed because you mumble or because you meditate. Get the horns of the altar, get on your knees, talk to God, amen, speak from down inside. Oh God, deliver, Lord, help me, help us. Come on, for some of you out there listening, you need to get to church. You need to get to church sitting at home and being in the comfort of your home is not gonna get it. Because it's just smoting, amen, just tapping around and being passionate about your walk with God. That's what the man of God told him. He said, Man, you should have beat the ground. There gotta be some fire in the message. Come on, I said there gotta be some fire in the message. That's what purges. That's that's what consumes the sacrifice. Ain't no sacrifice, amen, being a home in your pajamas. That's called comfort. And you're you're measuring right up to what the Bible says is going to be happening in the last days. We'll be lovers of pleasure and lovers of self more than lovers of God. I'm more worried about me than I'm worried about what God's doing. It's time you turn that around and tell the devil he's a liar. I'm preaching to some of you that need to hear. I mean, you think you've got it all together. You think you're spiritual, but you've got to know God says, listen, that's not enough. The level of our passion does. So all this transpires, sadly, even now, to put the icing on the cake, the voice of God. Some people like to shut the preachers up. That's why this world's trying to change the Word of God and muffle it, trying to change the terminology, trying to change the wording. Because the Word of God has authority, and we don't want authority in our life. Come on. But if you're a man and woman of God, you should. You got the Spirit of God indwelling, and you should. Even Elisha's death. Now, here's another another part of this. Remember Elisha and Elijah, way back when God told Elijah he's going to take him. He tapped Elisha, and Elisha followed him. And he asked, "What are you doing? Follow me?" He, Elijah asked Elijah, said, What do you want from me?" He says, "I want." Now get this, this is important because we're at a stage right now. Where it's he says, "I want what? A Why? What? A double portion of your spirit. You see, it's recorded that Elijah performed seven great miracles in his life. So a double portion would mean that Elijah needed 14 miracles, recorded miracles in his life to receive the promise that God gave him amen of receiving that double portion he now dies and only has 13 under his belt somebody shout the devil's a liar come on the devil's a liar Because even though the man of God died and all these bad things were happening to the people of God, it seemed like, man, there wasn't much there. But Elisha, amen, one miracle short from the promise, he dies. But somebody say, but God. Did I give you 2 Corinthians one twenty? Throw it up here. Read this. I want you to read this for yourself because I want you to get this because all the, all, somebody say All. All the promises of God. Not some liar that gets into your ear and tells you, well, thus saith the Lord. You know, listen, you've got to know it's God. When God speaks it, it's going to happen. All, all the promises of God in him who? God are what? Yea and Amen. When God says it, it's absolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay and amen unto what? The glory of God by us. Get that? That's how important we are. When God gives you a promise, Amen. You're going to shine because it's a yay from God, and it's going to happen. I don't care what the devil says. It, you may be laying in your grave. It may look be. It may look bad for you. Well, well, bless Elisha's heart. He tried. That's today. Sit down. That's that passive stuff today. Well, bless God. He almost made it. Well, you know, 13's a good number. But it's not double. It's not double. So what happens? What happens? Most of you know the story. (laughs) Something interesting takes place. Because in the new year beginning... The Moabites are invading the land, and the people there was a people, a group that was going to bury the dead, this dead person. And while they saw the Moabites coming their direction, they panicked, they got upset, and they took the body of their dead friend and they tossed him in a cave. Well, guess what? Happened to be the place where Elisha was buried. And Elisha was buried there, and the Bible says, put up verse 21 of chapter 13, it's up there. And the Bible says, come on, <laughs> it wasn't just any cave. The same cave where Elisha, the man of God, happened to be buried. And verse 21 says that when, when the dead bones, when the dead body came in contact with the bones of Elisha, he sprang back to life. You hear that, devil? Come on, somebody. You hear it? It may look like everything's bad. It may look like it's over, but the promises of God are yay, 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 and amen. Amen. That dead body rose up to life. You can believe it if you want. You can throw it out if you want, but it happened. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sprang back to life. Hallelujah! Come on, come to the music. Yeah, don't preacher. It don't look like that. Sometimes you just want to say, "Shut up." Oh Lord, just just be quiet. Because it's a if it's a promise. Listen to me. If it's a promise of God, it may look dead. Did you hear what I just said? It may look like it don't have any life in it. You can parallel that to anything in your life that you want to. But what took place? It forever sealed the fourteenth promise and final miracle that was promised the double portion to Elisha. There's a couple things that took place here, regardless of the past. It's the promise of God that endures. It's the new thing in my life. Come on, close your eyes, would you? It's the new thing. Let's all stand together. It's the new thing in my life. Come on. I do declare. And you know, to finalize this, All you got to do is go to the back of the book, Revelation 21, and you'll find out, listen, God's still in control even in the end. Verse 5 says, and he that sat upon the throne said. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He that sat upon the throne setting shows and symbolizes that it's finished, it's done. Behold, I make all things new. These words are true and faithful. I simply just want to minister to somebody today, to several, I believe. Come on, it's time that you take some controls and you declare. Come on, you declare new things in your life. You may have done a lot. You may have been through a lot. That's that's fine. You may have experienced a lot. That's in the rearview mirror. Come on, God. God has declared, I'll do a new thing. I declare it. I'll do a new thing if you'll allow me. If you'll trust me with your life, if you'll trust me. Come on. There's many of you, I would trust you with my life. Come on, if we were someone, I would trust you with my life. Many of you, I wouldn't. Come on, we all have somebody we would trust with our life. How much more should we trust God with our life? Especially when he knows, come on, when we can look and see what he's brought us from. Come on, it, it don't have me. The past don't have me. Cause I'm still standing. Come on, he, the enemy don't write the final chapter of my life. Come on, he don't control that. You hear me? You hear the preacher today? Come on, it's just the Lord reaching out. This altar's open, and I would just ask some of you: Listen, when's the last time you just fell on your knees to God? Come on, don't let pride, don't let whatever. Oh, they'll think this. That's the devil. Every one of us. Every one of us. There was a time in my life when I was serving God and I pulled back on God. And When I come back into the house of God and felt that drawing to repent, I didn't walk down to the altar that time. I didn't feel worthy. I dropped down on my knees in my pew and I crawled to the altar, not to be seen, I could have cared less who see seen me. I just wanted God to know I didn't feel worthy this time to come the same way. Come on. Come on, all the Lord wants us to do is just trust him and believe him. And know, know there is a new thing. Old things are passed away, the apostle said. All things become new. Come on, friend, the way you've been living your life. Listen, I understand we've all been there. Brother Chad brought it out today so great. All the sacrifices we think we make mean nothing unless we're in line and obedient to the word and the leading of God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And stubbornness is as iniquity. Come on, some of you that's so stubborn. Just because you hear the preacher say it, you've got your mind made up, I'm not going to do it. Come on. Obedience is better than sacrifice. He said, stubbornness is as the sin of witchcraft. Come on, it's a bad spirit that motivates and drives that kind of feeling. Come on, this altar's open. This altar's open. The Lord's drawing you. Come on, if the Lord hadn't spoke to you, there's nothing, there's not a word of my vocabulary that's going to change anything else. There's nothing I could say to you privately any more sincere than what God has already wrenched out today and said. He loves us with a great love. He cares us. I believe new things. And I do declare. Lord, I do. I believe there's new things ahead for me, Lord. And I do declare them. I allow. I allow my life to be governed and to be changed by your spirit. Come on, that's simply all it is. I submit myself to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on. they sing for just a few moments, turn around there in your pew, if you would, just get down and bury your face and say, Lord, here I am. It's the beginning of a new year. I, I'm done. I'm beyond the past.